what is good, my loves, divine feminines, divine masculine? Honestly, in a much better mood, y'all. Just exactly where I want to be in my bed at 12, 11 past midnight. Got my Cheetos and I'm watching this movie, The Commuter, whatever. I like those mysteries. But um, you're going to probably see in the title. Just bear with me because I've been talking a little bit about unplugging from the Matrix. And I think the best way I can explain it is in unplugging from the Matrix. Hold on one second. Ah. Yo, I am not re-recording this. Okay. Two things. Um, I think that um, if you're kind of like with me and you try to unplug from the matrix and you want to get into a higher frequency, um, there's something about this time around that I want to be more committed to it. And um, I'm paying more attention to, you know, how I, how <laughs> it's easy for me to get sucked in, right? Because... Um, I'm still seeing the content and I, I'm at a point where I'm kind of joking about it and I see the stuff on my feed and I think that the content creators who are dealing with these things are exactly doing what they need to. Worst case scenario, I will send you to them. And, and again, I, I no tea, no shade. I think I have my fair share of content. And in many ways, I think that part two, me coming out of the matrix Part of it is there is that curiosity of examining what I have left behind. And and so here's part three. I kind of mentioned this before and I hope it makes sense. Um, but I talk about how things that happen, for example, with some celebrities are examples for us to kind of see how it affects the, the collective. And I do believe to a certain degree, some of it is supernatural. And um, I talked a little bit about how, to me, what happened with Kanye and the whole WLM, you know, and this black woman coming to his honor and I don't, to his defense. And I don't think that she deliberately was out trying to, and I could be wrong, right? But I got the sense she was doing her job. From what I understand, she was working for Vogue magazine and, and um, did her piece. And I think that... Uh, you it it was very fascinating i think to hear to kind of see her language and how she talked about it in the sense of uh how she broke it down but i kind of talked a little bit about how to me it's kind of like a bizarro world where those things are happening but it's kind of like those as above so below because it is very symbolic of the proverbial black man who's showing his whole entire black ass and saying, I don't, you know, he's made it clear time and time and time again. And so the point is like, do I need to put this in black and white for you? Do I need to like show you, you know? And, um, and, and <clears throat> I, I talked about this in the other podcast, but, I, but I so I don't want to go too much into it, but I just want to kind of remind you about that comment I made and how I'm assessing this. Cause pretty sure I'm going to talk about this in the, in the, title about T and Tamara. So here's how I'm looking at it, right? I, I just had like an aha moment. <clears throat> you know, uh, we've been talking about what happened with Tia and how I kind of talked about how in many ways, in my opinion, this is symbolic of 
women unplugging from the matrix, unplugging from that same, um, you know, uh, I guess like paradigm of where we have to save our men, right? And to the point where we're kind of coddling them. And, you know, the thing with Tia that I, it's unfortunate, I'm not trying to shade her in any way. Um, but if I'm quite honest, all I remember about her and her, her husband is that she saw him on a cat on a, on a couch, on a bed at a bus stop. Um, and I kind of did research a little bit, just kind of to kind of figure out what lies below the surface. And he, he was an actor, um, but they met on the set of a, of a show that they did together. And I guess, uh, shortly thereafter, she, she came across him at a bus stop and gave him a ride. And then three years later that, you know, they had a child and got married and what, so on and so forth. But it's that whole idea. I think that there's that whole dynamic of, um, <clears throat> you trying to, to rescue someone and, and in some ways, I think lower your standards and, um, and so there are some things that show that his net worth is three million and hers is four and that he's a the producer for a new um production company. I think it's called like Hardcore Fellows or something like that. Um and so uh, I got hot Cheetos. <clears throat> I know, they're terrible for you. <laughs> I'm working on it, don't worry about it. But but, but um what kind of hit me was what if the the um the twins are showing what it would look like for the you know in the black community the type of woman that hold on one second just bear with me one more second cuz i wanted to to kind of word this accurately, right? What if what you know, this is an example of the type of woman who conformed to um societal standards, right? Um the idea that you know, you have to do the black love thing. I think part of what makes me want to to double down on that is because I'm seeing over and over and over that um, several people on different platforms are saying that Tia would always tease Tamara for not being in touch with her black side and being whitewashed because her husband, Tamara's husband, is is a white guy, right? And they also have two kids, right? And he's successful in his own way. And um, here it is, coincidentally, you know... It's kind of like she conformed to, okay, I'm going to do black love. I'm going to, you know, um, build with my man. I'm going to go 50-50. I'm, gonna, I'm going to, you know, if, if you're driving and someone's at a bus stop. And, and I'm not trying to shade it in any way, too, in the sense that, you know, um, men go through different stages in their life. And if you're at a bus stop, the last thing on your mind should be trying to, you know, start a relationship. It's like you need to get yourself to where you can take care of yourself and then where you can take care of your significant other. And I really, you know, whether we want to be um, genuine or authentic 
or transparent about what lies below the surface. He's his net worth is reportedly three million, hers is four million. It's like he was just always behind the eight ball. And I just feel like it's always a story of her rescuing him and him at a bus stop and her being a little bit more, you know, renowned and having more of the clout. That stuff has to carry, has to kind of carry over into how things play out. And um, when you contrast to Tamara, who, you know, went for what made her happy, regardless of what the Matrix tells you. Now, that being said, she was in, you know, dated and married this guy. And he is older, too. And and I think that's it's kind of almost like a bizarre within a bizarre world because um, Tia's uh, husband is around her same age, whereas there is, I think, an age difference between um, Tamara and Adam. Let me look it up real quick. But what 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 I'm noticing is that you see the differences. Tamara didn't conform. And I think even she's in some senses, I think most people that are you know, especially for black women, biracial black women, ahead of the curve in terms of taking some of the quote-unquote hits of, you know, everything that Tia was trying to, to hold that that uh, that flag for, right? It's like, for Tia, now mind you, what makes it so interesting is grew up in the same, same you know, household, same parents, same upbringing, same colleges or education system, same family, societal structure, same communities and everything. But one of them decided to unplug from the the matrix. And so Tia, in my opinion, plugged into that typical black love. I'm loyal. Build my man. Build with my man. You know, type of a thing. And... Um, let me just type in here, Tia Tamara age. I kind of feel like, um, yeah, y'all, he's a whole entire grown amen. He is 51 years old. And so I think obviously since Tia and Tamara are twins, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Tia is 40. So that means Tamara has to be 42. Let me just check also. His birthday was August 13th. Because, yeah, some of them are saying 50, 51. So, yeah, he's 51. So there's a good 10, 11 year difference. Whereas with, um, let's just see, Tia. And what's his name? H. What's his name, y'all? Ah, I don't remember his name. Hold on. Hardwick? Is it Hardwick? I don't want to do a Google search. I don't want to have to. Tia and Corey. 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 Corey H. So. Corey is 42. Corey is 42. And and I, you know, do think that there is, that's a little bit close in age. Um, Men take a little bit more to uh, 
mature. You know, I think that if I had to do it all over again, I would have done the 10 up and um, five. Well, some people say five down. I younger men are not my thing. <laughs> I've talked to a couple, but it's not my thing. Um, so, but yeah, I would have gone as far as, uh, 10 up. And, and again, I think it has to do with maturity and it gives them time to get their ish together. And, um, I think in a way, this is just kind of symbolic of the differences in how, you know, when do we get to choose to, to, we can, choose to stay plugged into the matrix and it has a cost well 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 he is Corey is a Scorpio he doesn't strike me as a Scorpio there's probably but that's not what matters right now um so um let me just check something else too here and I am sleepy so as soon as I get off of here I'm gonna Mm-mm-mm. Oh, Cancer and Scorpio. Well, that should have kind of technically worked, right? Because she's a Cancer. Cancer are very, like, family-oriented. Especially, you know, I think for both men and women. And then, um, but of course, y'all, if you're with me on this tangent, it is what it is. But depends on what's in their um, Moon or their Venus or their Mars. Um... Cancer and Scorpio. Well, <laughs> whatever. So, um, ooh, so her dominance are Cancer, Virgo, and Scorpio. Scor, Scor, Scorpio, and Virgo. Cancer. I need to work on my R's. Anyway, so I hope that that kind of made sense in the sense that, um, that's how I kind of view things. And I think it has a little bit to do with my upbringing a little bit. But I kind of just look at how it, it's like transposed into um, how the rest of us do things, right? Um, <clears throat> I think that maybe the reason I want to do that is because I've kind of heard that some of the things that happen are kind of ritualistic. And or they, they a lot of the times when you're in Hollywood, they do things by numbers, right? And certain things represent certain bodies of people and and um different collectives and different dynamics so you know i, I as esoteric as i am i don't want to freak you all out type of a thing but that's how i'm kind of looking at it it's kind of like if we are to look at all these things that have been lining up right I want you to kind of just think about that. And and how does that even play? Like when I think about my childhood now, that being said, I'm the only girl. Have three younger brothers, but I even got to see what that unfolded like with my three brothers, right? Same two-parent home, same access to education, same trips, same lifestyle, same church upbringings, same strict upbringing, that type of thing. And... At some point, we choose to stay plugged into the matrix, and some of us choose to unplug. Um, and who knows? Who knows what, what, what's going to happen with Tamara? Um, but here's one thing that's for sure. Here's one thing that's for sure. She's she's still married, and she's happy now. So people could say, well, you know, 
it's probably something coming down the pipeline, da-da-da, you know, um, who knows, you know, I'm gonna close out with this, there was a movie that I saw, and I don't want to lose where I am on the movie that I'm in right now, but, uh, there was a movie that I saw that had to do with quantum physics, and it did a very beautiful job. You know what? For Just for y'all, I'm going to go back real quick. It's going to bring me back to this anyways. Let me go to my stuff. Was it The Reacher? Hold on, hold on, hold on. The Reacher. No, no, no. Reacher was a good one, too. And I'm going to get off of here. It's supposed to show me the stuff that I've already watched. I was under movies. And it was called... But as I'm looking for it, it was a movie that kind of shows all of the quantum levels. And how, you know, you can say that every quantum uh, level of your life is for your greatest good. I've talked a little bit about quantum physics before, and that one, ooh, some really good movies on here. Okay. Here we go. Is it called... The Adjustment Bureau. The Adjustment Bureau. I actually, I, I, um, there are about two other movies that I want all Divine Feminine Divine Masculines to watch. But The Adjustment Bureau is a Divine Feminine Divine Masculine must watch. Uh, this is a great time for you to do your homework and look at quantum physics. I've talked a little bit about quantum leaping. Um, and it might be one of those things where you watch it twice, but it talks about how every time you make a decision, it spills over into other areas. And those of us who are kind of into manifesting, we kind of make it to where we can um, manifest good things on every level, right? And But one of the things about this movie is that they decide to unplug from the Matrix um, and the programming and the conditioning of why we can or we can't be with someone and you know what society tells you is supposed to be successful and you know even what we are told christian tells you uh, christianity tells you you're supposed to be and um you know sometimes society will tell us we're destined for something and we can unplug and decide what we want and to take ownership and that the locus of control lies within you and they celebrate that in that movie another good movie that is good it's kind of like a series is with chopra deepka um and i think i've mentioned it almost like two years ago um but what i love about that movie is it's not a movie it's like a series i think is it 24 i don't want to lose my spot here but look at all the stuff you all have me doing here um, Chopra, oh, Priyanka Chopra, or whatever, let me see which movies come out with her, but there is, it's not a movie, it's a series, da, 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 da. 
chakra series and i'm getting so sleepy because i woke up so early this morning y'all let me see and she's in there with a blonde guy and i love that movie for every divine feminine because it shows that tug and pull and her being the runner which i think i do believe is a healthy dynamic I'm typing in, let me just, because it wasn't showing it, so Chopra. Chopra, and it's a um, TV, TV shows and movies. Oh, Quantico, y'all. It was Quantico. Listen, all three of the years from 2015 to 2018, when I tell you that was my ish, that was my ish. Every divine feminine, every divine masculine has to watch this at some point. If I continue to grow my brand, we are absolutely going to do watch parties on this one. But like I said, and I love it because it's playful. I love it because it's romantic. I love it because you get to see the relationship between him and her and how in many ways she is that muse and she understands that she is that muse. And also, um, we've been talking a little bit about how you elicit emotion out of a man. You see that dynamic. Another thing that I love about that movie too, Quantico, is that both of them are on a mission, literally, you know. But when I think about in the spiritual world, like how all of us here have an assignment, right? And so even though they're both here um, and they share assignment, at some point, she has to be herself. She has to be Piryanka. And she recognizes that it's not contingent on anything that he's doing, you know, and he had to be divine masculine in his own right. Right. And so sometimes that can be a little bit scary for for both parties, especially if it's kind of like you feel like you have everything going for you and that you really are supposed to be meant to be together. And I'm not saying it like to even imply that anybody should get divorced what i'm saying is that sometimes we get so caught up in the union itself that we miss the bigger picture of what we're here for and it was kind of like a way of uh further illustrating like you are an individual you have autonomy right so with that being said y'all i don't even think i'm gonna finish being able to watch this movie because um i'm
different paths and in many ways we are identical you know what makes us the 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 same is that we're different right what makes us the same is that we're different and so uh this is kind of like to me a celebration of that right identical born within minutes of each other representing the collective i think of of women black women biracial women you know just to kind of transition with everybody as we're going through these terms and how we understand things. But but yet and still, and, and this is what's so beautiful too about it is because, you know, uh, no matter how many children are born around the world, when you run your natal chart, it's based on your geographic location, um, the longitude, longitude and the latitude. And here's one thing that I, I was, who was I listening to? Because y'all know I like to give credit to this. But as I'm I'm talking about it, I'm, uh, I, I'm hoping it will come to mind. But, um, oh, I remember who it was. It was Crystal. Let me go back to YouTube real quick and try to find her um, real quick while I'm talking about this. And she said, you know, as much as we like to slam, um, you know, zodiac signs, I think for me... I'm not big on horoscopes per se. I'm big on planetary placements. Um, but she said if if we weren't supposed to be into zodiacs, why is it that doctors always call your time of birth? And why is it on your birth certificate? Because they know and they understand that your whole blueprint is there's a correlation there and and again I don't even want to get too esoteric on stuff with you because um it can sound really weird and as somebody who I think grew up like really orthodox christian I don't really even on this side of things I don't want to be too crazy with it but um it's even things like I remember when we were looking at at, at the birth chart for Donald Trump and the blood moons and the times and crossing overs of things, listen, nothing to be played with. Um, if you really want to go deep, 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 you look at how Hollywood and even people like even down to Obama, you know, and the names and the, the times of birth and where they were born and the locations, all of those things. People, um, oh, gematria. Gematria is the other term for that. Gematria, you want to <laughs> you want to really dabble in that kind of stuff. It's not my thing. It's on my radar. It's on my shelf, right? Type of a thing. I've kind of dabbled with it a little bit. Like, in the sense of I'm aware of it, listen to, I would probably say about a good hundred hours of, of information on Gematria, but it's not my specialty. Um, but yeah, you kind of have to ask yourself, why is it that, you know, if it if it wasn't, if it didn't have significance, why does, why does a doctor call your time of birth? something for you to think about and um 
I would even maybe go so far as to say that they keep track of all these things. They, whoever they is. <laughs> and but um, again, just the point that even in the hospital, no one is born at the precise exact minute that you are. No one is born at the same exact time. You know, it could be the same location and um, but yet still so different. Right? As unique as your fingerprint. So, oh, 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 I was going to tell you who it was. And then I'm really going to go because let me try to find her. And um, I really like listening to her because she's really into natural stuff. She has teas. I have teas from her. Um, And I think like a lotion from her too. Let me just scroll down. Here we go. I've mentioned her before, the Goddess Collection, a.k.a. Crystal, the Health Advocate. She's good in the sense, too, like I've kind of talked about, like if some of you wanted to do family planning a little bit later in life and or your dudes over the age of 35 and the sperm quality is down, she has teas for men. She also has teas for women. You take them a good three to six months before you're trying to conceive, get your, you know, your everything functioning the best way you can so that both of you have the healthiest eggs and the healthiest sperms. I know. Listen, if I like I said, that's how I would have played it, you know, and things didn't get progressed to that to that extent, but that's how I would have played it just to be as healthy as possible. All right, y'all. When I tell you I'm done, sick of forking me done. Uh I guess it's it's the 5th now, so have an amazing rest of your day. It is Tuesday. Um, know that I'm rooting for you, and check back in later in the, in the week. Let's see where these things take us. And, um, yeah, okay, bye. <laughs>